With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, November 3rd. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And I feel like maybe I haven't done that enough lately is just to thank you for tuning in every single day as we drill through your financial questions or maybe present some great guests for you. It's just a, a supreme privilege to be able to do this. And Mark and I don't take that for granted. So thank you. Okay, let's start with that. That's a nice way to begin. If you've got a financial question, the place where you begin is our website, jillonmoney.com. There you can press the contact us button and you complete a form and you can also let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. If you don't want to come on the air, that's okay. No problem. We do some email episodes every week just so we can get through your questions. Also on the website, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And of course... I would be remiss if I didn't start really hammering this home. You can pre-order The Great Money Reset. That is my new book. It's coming out in January. And the subtitle really comes from you guys because this book is really based on the the interactions that we've had over the last few years with, with you. The subtitle is Change Your Work, Change Your Wealth, Change Your Life. So if you want to figure out how to do that, maybe you're a little nervous about a recession coming around the corner, maybe other things going on, go ahead and pre-order the book and there's going to be a very exciting surprise for you when you do pre-order. You get invited to a cool event. So that's all at our website, jillonmoney.com. Okay, so let's get into your questions. This is from Dan, who writes, I need about $2,400 a month out of my investments to pay for my monthly bills. I have a pension and I have a 401k plan with about $800,000 in it. Hmm, That's a lot. I am 63 years old, so I am eligible for Social Security. My Social Security payment would be about $2,300 a month right now. So the question is, should I take the Social Security benefit now or should I withdraw money from my 401k plan, seeing the fact that the 401k plan has dropped by 20% in the last year, is thinking about leaving the money in there and taking my Social Security and uh, every year transferring my 401k into a Roth to stay in the 12% bracket. Hmm. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. So basically you're kind of saying, well, look, you need the money now. You don't want to, you know, essentially lock in quote unquote a loss. But I think it is worse to lose that 8% annualized increase of social security that's guaranteed unless I'm missing something here. Just let's kind of play this out in a, 
I don't know, like simplistic terms. So let's say that you've got this $2,400 a month need, but you know, we have to take more than that out. You have to take more like three grand out of your retirement account because you have to pay the tax that's due. So let's presume that you would, you were to do that. And so, you know, let's do $36,000 a year and you could do that uh, till your full retirement age, which I'm guessing maybe is 66. So you have to do this for three or four more years. And I think that that makes more sense to me than taking Social Security now. I think I get what you're saying about the conversion. I guess I'm I'm wondering, do you have the money to pay the taxes anyway? Because it sounds like you don't really have any other money than what's in the 401k. So I might want you to take out more money from the 401k now, delay taking Social Security at least to your full retirement age. And by the way, maybe we could do it until you were 70. Maybe that amount would be even more. If you want to follow up with us, I think that might be valuable because there seems to be some competing forces here, and I don't want you to work too hard at this. Uh, So give us a holler. We'd love to get you on the air with us live. Okay. Uh, Bridget writes, um, hi, Jill and Mark. I listen to your show religiously every day. I'm an addict. What can I say? Listen, there are worse things to be addicted to than the Jill and Money podcast. Okay. So here's the question. Can you elaborate on exactly what you mean when you tell listeners to open a brokerage account when they have extra cash? Are you basically recommending putting extra money in an S&P 500 mutual fund within that brokerage account, leaving it in cash? It's a vague directive. Ah, okay. Well, let me be more specific. Thank you, Bridget. When we say open up a brokerage account, we are trying to get people to understand that In addition to, say, the retirement account that you might have through your employer or just a plain old savings account, that you can supplement your overall saving and investing by using a brokerage firm to help you accumulate money. So the ones that we always are talking about, um, we're talking about the, the big companies that tend to have low cost trading and low cost mutual funds or index funds, as you say. So those companies are the biggies. T. Rowe Price, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard, Schwab, Fidelity, E-Trade. And so inside of those kinds of brokerage accounts, you can put whatever you want. And yes, we do tend to like big index funds that essentially cost zero and don't create a big tax liability because these are taxable accounts. So a brokerage account can hold an S&P 500 fund. It could hold an individual stock. It could even hold a managed mutual fund. But yes, we do like index funds. And some of these big service providers also have the ability to get some financial planning on the side. So you can check those out as well. I hope this is a more detailed explanation. I'm sure if you're asking this question, Bridget, many others are as well. Okay, next up, this is from Emma who writes, hello, Jill and Mark, I appreciate you and what you both are doing for us confused listeners. I've got some questions. One, I have some money under the Vanguard advisory service and I'm paying 0.3%. Is it worth doing this? Should I do it on my own? Okay, well, let's hear more about what's going on with Emma. 
I'm dollar cost averaging. It seems like all they're doing is making sure that I have the right allocation of 75, 25 and adding money to the right assets. Now that seems easy enough. So here's the money. Brokerage account, this is the one she's talking about, $280,000. IRA, $50,000. Roth, $25,000. Spousal IRA, $20,000. I am married in my late 40s. My husband's in his early 50s. Our gross income is $180,000. We've got one 15-year-old child. And here's some more money they've got. They've got 401k assets, $180,000. And HSA assets, $12,000. Uh, you know what? If you're willing to do this yourself and you can keep your allocation in check, then just do it yourself. I mean, the reason why people like those advisory services is that they are actually getting financial advice. But if you're not seeking that advice or they're not providing it to you, then get rid of it. And you can save that 30 basis points, that 0.3% and keep it. So that would seem fine to me. Here's number two from Emma. I would want to slow down at age 55 doing some sort of part-time job and then maybe retire at a normal age. It might be too early to tell, but would that be possible for me to do? Here's what I can't tell from this, uh, Emma, and I don't know how much money you need to spend to live your life. So you make 180 grand a year right now. Um, I have some questions for you. Number one, how much money do you need to spend? Number two, would your husband keep working? Number three, are either of you entitled to pensions? Number four, is there money that's already set aside for your kid's college? I don't know, just thinking about this. Um, so that that question, that slowdown, that you know, 10-year slowdown from 55 to 65 or so, it really is predicated on how much money you spend more than anything else. Okay, the next question. How much should I keep in an emergency reserve fund? Oh, here's your basic expenses. Wow, $4,000. Um, okay, let me go back to the first, second question. If all you're spending is 50 grand a year and between you and your husband, you can cover 50 grand a year for your expenses, then you're sure you can slow down from 55 to 65. That's fine. That will work. Okay, let's get back to you. Um, So the only debt is a mortgage. So what you should be keeping in your emergency reserve fund is six to 12 months of your living expenses. Now you said basic expenses. So let's say instead of four grand a month, it's five grand a month, which to me means that five grand times six is 30,000. So somewhere between 30 and 60,000 is what you should have. And if you have 40 grand, that's fine. That's perfect. Oh, we need another car very soon. I want to keep 10 grand as a down payment, not in a hurry to buy. Oh, here's some one other thing. My work is not stable right now and I could be let go at any time. Okay, if your work is not stable, then what I would do is if your emergency reserve fund, as I said, six to 12 months of your living expenses, keep it more towards 12 months. Build that up so that you have a year in the bank, especially if you're not feeling like things are stable right now. And the question of, she, she asks, you know, should I find a new job and accept a pay cut? I'm not worried about finding a new job. I'm worried I'll be forced to accept a large pay cut. Accepting a pay cut means I might have to stop saving as I have right now. Eh, I wouldn't necessarily do that. What I would do is I would keep working and look for a job where hopefully you don't need to take a pay cut. One of the things she also writes at the end, is she's been itching to do Roth conversions It is a good money move, but not, I don't think right this second, it's a good move for you, Emma, because the money that's in your emergency reserve really needs to say liquid. And I wouldn't necessarily convert a lot of money right now until I knew 
where your life was going to take you. I mean, if, if all of a sudden, wow, I have the 12 months in emergency reserve fund and my job seems a little bit more stable or less, but I wouldn't do the conversion. I wouldn't want to soak up my precious liquidity right now. Okay. Alan says, I recently sent you a question about an asset allocation with bonds and bond funds. And my wife and I have another question about CDs. I want to create a CD ladder as part of our emergency fund. I noticed that CD rates from large banks available through Charles Schwab have substantially higher rates than from our smaller local banks. Why? Um, Well, a couple of reasons why is they might be brokered CDs, which means there might be a little fee for purchasing them. So you should find that out. Um, And it may be that they can just source them. What I would first find out is if there's any fee to purchase them. And that's one of the reasons that you can deal with a big, huge company like Schwab and hopefully get access to some higher paying CDs. Okay. So this is from Emil, who writes, I love the new website. Oh, that's so nice. Great work team on the new website. I love the pictures. Jill, do you know I first discovered you from the 404 podcast from that first episode where you were a guest and gave a lot of great financial advice and I became a regular listener of your podcast since. That's so nice. Uh, The 404 podcast used to be a podcast through CNET which was a sister organization of CBS. All those things are no longer true. CNET no longer exists in the CBS world, but does exist. And all the guys who were on the 404 have gone different directions. Okay, next. Earlier this year, I took a three-month sabbatical to take time away from work. I had been struggling professionally for the last few years, and I was stuck in a job that I hated. Through gradual changes, my job had turned into something I really didn't care about, and I spent a lot of time procrastinating. Finally, At the start of the summer, when the kids are off from school, I told my boss, I just can't do this. The sabbatical gave me clarity of mind and I was able to find my dream job within my own company. That is so awesome. I'm now doing what I love to do. And I also managed to get a taste of retirement with three months off. I'm incredibly lucky that I've had great managers and a great company that gave me another job while maintaining my already decent pay. All in all, life is good. Oh, man. Presumably, I've already done the Great Money Reset. Do I still need to read your book? Yes, you do. Or you have to buy a lot of copies for other people and say, if you want to live the Great Money Reset like I did, then read Jill's book, okay? Keep up the great work, Jill and Mark. Regards. Okay, that is such a nice note to end on. Thank you, Mark, for giving me a happy note. It's really great. I, I It really, it means so much to us because Mark and I always say that we feel so grateful that we have the ability to talk to you guys every day. We are very, very clear that this show does not exist without you. So thank you for that. And thank you for that note. And thank you guys for listening all the time. We really do appreciate it. All of our information, including the opportunity to pre-order The Great Money Reset, is on our website, jillonmoney.com. And while you're there, you can also sign up for the free weekly newsletter. If you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review on Apple. It really does help us. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.